That wonderful intro was made by uh, Alex, who uh, was a part of our show once, but he he moved on to do many excellent things. More excellent than us. Uh, and But he is back in town at the moment because they are showing going to be showing his short film, Evie, shortly. So, uh, ah, that's mm, why. Okay. Yeah, you see the connection now. I see the connection now. Right. That's lovely Lewis over there. Hello, um, I'm, I'm here, here, here. Uh, I was going to say sexy Cecilia. <laughs> but Ooh, I like that. Thank and you. And Rancher Rachel. Oh. Rancher Rachel. Uh, yeah, so our good friend Alex is back in town, so we're going to be able to watch the short film that he was working on a couple of years ago. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. It's going to be in like a proper... If, we get to watch it at proper cinema and everything. If that's the case, I better uh, respond to that and, and say, yes, I will come to it. <laughs> if you don't already have a fringe thing happening. But, yes, we will we, we, we will be getting to see that and that's rather exciting. So yes. I thought I'd play Alex's intro because we don't play it that often. I do remember quite him mentioning snippets of uh, the, the film you know, occasionally on the show, yes. or to us at least, yeah. Uh, yeah. While he had been working on it, and I'm quite, I'm quite interested to um, see this because I can't recall the premise all that well. I think there's dinosaurs. Yeah. I feel like there's zombie dinosaurs, but that might be inaccurate, and that's just probably me that's wanting it to be a bell zombie to dinosaurs. Also. But they're not dino- they're not zombie Nazis. I know that much. <laughs> I'm watching. I hate Susie. Ah, oh, so yeah. There's that reference. Um, <laughs> But anyway, there's there's lots been going on around the world uh, today. So, Lewis. <sighs> My goodness. Take what a deep a, breath, everyone. Well, we may not have been able to see, uh, you know, a big budget, you know, movies over the last year, but... My God, if uh, America hasn't been like the the biggest budget ablid movie of all time at the moment, it's just like this. This last week uh, has been ridiculous, uh, and I honestly think that the um, the Democrats in America uh, need to go to to Donald Trump, uh, give him a big old kiss on the lips and, and a bunch of roses because he's done so much for the Democratic Party. He really has. Nothing for democracy. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing for democracy, but for the for the Democrats. Party now, this week uh, has been just uh, just amazing. It started off with uh, a runoff election. Now, do you guys know what the, in Georgia? In Georgia, yeah. Um, so that was to figure out who was going to be. Uh, there was an extra person to go into the Senate that There's was going to two two Senate seats that mm. were contested at the last uh, the last election, <clears throat> and in that uh, election, no one uh, got fifty percent of the vote because there was three people running. Uh, there was an independent who got like three percent of the vote, so neither of the big parties, Republicans or Democrats, got fifty percent of the vote. And in Georgia, they had this uh, rule there where you've got to get fifty percent of the vote or more to win the election. Now that was actually put in place for a reason, and this is—it's it's a very—it's a very interesting reason—is because uh, the in Georgia, 37% of the voting population were African American, and so when they went from one racist rule to stop the African American uh, vote being, you know, able to get a person into the Senate uh, or into into the uh, into the um, House as well, I guess. Um, they uh, put in this new rule saying that you know, you've got to get over 50%. So even if every African-American voted for the same person, <coughs> their candidate still wouldn't get across the line. So mm. that way the white person still had the power to make sure that the African-Americans didn't get their say and get their candidate into uh, the Senate. 
And a lot of the changes in uh, Georgia have been pushed by uh, Stacey Abrams. So in 2018, she um, lost her race for governor and uh, she has led uh, voter registration uh, efforts in Georgia um, and she is an African-American woman and a, a lot of people are, are calling her the saviour of Georgia because she has pushed a lot of um, people to to register for, to vote because obviously it's not compulsory over there uh, and and you know a lot of change has happened in Georgia over the, these couple of years so um, because the last two seats have now been filled by Democrats um, I believe I'm getting this right correct me if I'm wrong please because I haven't watched all the news um, the Senate is now controlled uh, by the Democrats instead of the Republicans and Trump um, spat his dummy out went on Twitter said this is um, just more of the same, it's incorrect, and go and not riot. I think he used the words protest or I can't remember exactly, but protest they did. Yeah, he, well, the, the, what actually happens with the, the Senate is now means that it's 50-50 in the mm-hmm. Senate, 50% Republican, 50% uh, Democrat, mm-hmm. which means that the president of the, the Senate, who is the vice president, Kamala Harris, has a deciding vote. So whoop, whoop. effectively the Democrats now have, uh, you know, the, the House, the Senate and the White House. So they've got all three tiers of parliament. So now, before, if they, they put stuff through the lower house, it wouldn't uh, be able to pass through the, the Senate because the, the Senate was run by the Republicans. Mm-hmm. But now, thanks to Trump, you know, being a bit of a tool bag for the last two months, uh, <laughs> and, you know, because he, by doing what he did, by saying that the election was fraudulent, your vote doesn't count, it's all a waste of time, that would have, A, stopped people who are Republicans uh, and would have voted in that election, go, well, what, what's the point? My vote doesn't count, so I won't vote. And B, would have motivated people who are Democrats going, we really must win this Senate just to get these guys out. And so it's, it's had that effect. And so now we've got, uh, you know, the, the three tiers of government in America have, uh, have now uh, all democratic. Uh, of course, uh, today, Joe Biden was going to have this, uh, um, it, well, there was going to be a joint thing of the lower house and the upper house, and they were going to ratify Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as the president and vice president. Uh, and Trump was trying to uh, push Vice President Pence to overturn the election and send it back to the states and all the stuff, things he couldn't really do anyway. Uh, but uh, he was trying to push him to do that. And there was a massive uh, protest. He's been pushing to get people there, his supporters there, to protest uh, the election uh, on the, the 6th of uh, January. And he was there and he gave him a, 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 a a speech and stuff like that and then all of a sudden people just started going towards the Capitol building and then breaking windows and going into the building and getting... Going up the stairs, stairs, stealing stuff... Going into the, the office of the senators. Um, Someone got shot. Yeah, it was one of the Trump supporters got shot and killed. Um, and uh, it was just like, you couldn't believe it. It's just ridiculous. I mean, and it's interesting. Like something out of a movie. It is like something. It's very much like something out of a movie. And the, the thing is, though, like a few months back, we had the Black Lives Matter protests. And there, the you know, response to it was horrific. You know, people being beaten and uh, using lots of tear gas mm. and rubber bullets and all this kind of stuff. And funnily enough, the these guys broke into a government building, probably supposed to be one of the most secure government buildings in the world, and yet they ended up just walking away at the end of the day and didn't get arrested for it. Mm. It's very strange, really strange. But uh, that kind of... Up, um, that. that Kept the proceedings uh, for the um, ratifying the, the the election results. So that, mm-hmm. that pushed it back a bit, but they still got in the chamber and they still did the job. And again, it actually worked in the favour of the Democrats because a lot of the Republicans were going to, uh, you know, they were going to um, appeal against the the uh, the electoral vote, and that could hold things up and take. It, it probably would have got ratified eventually anyway, but it would have taken longer. And a lot of them after the riots were just like. No, no, I'm, I'm, I've changed my mind. I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, you know, keep on um, uh, screwing around with our democracy because our democracy is in pain because it's the, in absolute tatters. Yeah. You cannot hold um, their democracy up as an example anymore. It's just, it's crazy. And it all comes from one man and his inability to accept defeat. 
And it's just just losers. He's gonna, a sore loser. Yeah, there's going to be some some really interesting films and television shows coming out of this. I swear to God, it's just I, I just can't believe. Like it's just watching what has happened there is 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 just ludicrous. And fortunately, it seems like enough more Americans are sensible to realise this is a bad thing and then mm-hmm. voting against it. I mean, this I couldn't even fathom what we'd have to do with another four more years of this rubbish. So, yeah. Joe Biden definitely has a very hard road ahead of him. He does. He does. I mean, he's got a divided country. He's got a pandemic still to, to deal with. Um, it's get, getting an economy back on course. It's a, it's a tough road to, to, to hoe, but, uh, yeah, at least he's now got the power to do what he needs to do, thanks to Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, um, I said just out there, outside there, 2021's gone to 2020. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's happened. Did you, it's still January. Did you see the photograph of the guy with the animal skin on his head? Yeah. And the, what was he taking? It's some kind of a speech thing? The Was that what he was stealing? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, there was another guy. Oh, God. Uh, he, had this, he had, like, red, white and blue face paint. Oh, but didn't it looked see that. more like the French flag on his face than the American flag. Um, and he, and it's he, Lafayette. Yeah, yeah, and he had, a, uh, he had this, um, uh, this animal skin on his head, no shirt, lots of tattoos. Uh, I'll, I'll find a picture of him. And, uh, it's I'll, my I'll kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so we can all agree, I mean... We'll we'll move on, but to a similar subject. Um, <clears throat> we can all agree that last year was a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but as uh, Leslie Jones says in the new uh, mockumentary kind of interview thing, death to 2020, that would be an insult to dumpsters. So um, to dumpster fires. So on Netflix, there is a new comedy called Death to 2020 and it's a look back at the year that was mm-hmm. um, and so much happened. They did mention the uh, the fires in Australia but it was very brief right at the start and they went through the whole year and everything that happened and you've got the likes of Samuel Jackson, Hugh Grant, uh, Lisa Kudrow, um, Kamal Ninjani, um, Tracy Ullman, Leslie Jones, uh, some really fantastic um, people in it. It's it's narrated by Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, but these people are not playing themselves. They're playing versions of people who would be interviewed in a, a documentary about something. So Samuel Jackson is playing a New York Post um journalist called Dash Brackett. Um, <laughs> Dash Brackett. <laughs> yeah. So he's kind of like the the voice of reason in it. Uh, you've got Hugh Grant playing an old um, historian called Tennessee Floss, who's completely racist without realising he is. You've got Lisa Kudrow playing Janetta Grace Susan, who's basically a Republican. Like, she's she's almost like the press lady for Trump. Um, Kamal Ninjani's playing Bark Multiverse, who's basically like, uh, you know, a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Someone in the... Silicon Valley who created something huge. Um, Leslie Jones, I think, is playing a psychologist that wrote um, lots of books, uh, Dr Maggie Gravel. Tracy Ullman plays the Queen. Um, you got a lady playing Gemma Nerick who's supposed to be like the everyday person. Um, oh, goodness me. Um Sorry, Lewis just showed us that picture. Maybe you can put it on uh, the unscripted page. Um, I'd rather not. No? Okay, <laughs> let's not. Let's not do that. Um, but there's this comedian called Diane uh, Morgan who's playing like the everyday average Joe. She's like from she's from England. She's like, towards the end of the year, I started watching this show called Marika and it was like crazy. But, you know, towards the end of it, I'm like, this is, I can't even follow the plot anymore. <laughs> And it's just, it's like, I can't take it seriously. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, pretty funny. And then you've got comedian uh, Kristen Molotto playing Kathy Flowers, who is uh, basically a Karen um, situation. So it's it's very, very funny. But the funniest thing that happens during this um, little... Um, it's only like an hour and a bit, I think. It's pretty short. Um, but the Queen, played by Tracy Ullman, is being interviewed and they said, look, because of COVID and all that sort of stuff, you had to do an address um, that instead of being, you know, just live on TV, it was also live on YouTube. Did that cause any issues? 
And she went, no, not really. And then it started buffering. <laughs> and Chris, Chris and I started pissing ourselves laughing like, oh, that's hilarious. Like they've done that as a joke. And then it kept going. And you know when a joke... You know when they push a joke really far, they make it go on for an extremely long time be- and it just makes it funnier and funnier because it's going on for so long. <laughs> like, like the uh, family guy uh, thing where he like hits his uh, shin. Oh, <laughs> that. And the chicken fights yeah, yeah, yeah. and the bit when they all vomit and yeah. it just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it keeps going on going and going. Anyway, so I'm like, I can't take this anymore. Pause and I'm going to wet my pants. So he paused. I went to the toilet <laughs> and I came back and he said, no, nah, I think there's something wrong with the, <laughs> with the thing. It's not working. So it wasn't a joke in the movie it was oh. actually <laughs> buffering and we were laughing thinking it was because it happened at the exact perfect time like oh yeah there was no issues with like on lo- <laughs> uploading something onto the internet it was fine it's like how appropriate oh my god it was freaking hilarious but anyway that was funny it's on netflix you should watch it Samuel L. Jackson is just glorious. So it doesn't buffer. There's no buffering. (laughs) If it starts buffering, it's your TV, (laughs) not the movie. But uh, I just thought it was too hilarious not to share. That is hilarious. But you watched something similar. Yeah, I watched something called Yearly Departed, which is on Amazon Prime. And it's a comedy special. It's about 45 minutes or so that says goodbye to the year we love to hate. Uh, It's not officially a roast. It's more of a, they set it up like a wake, so a funeral. And you have a bunch of comedians such as uh, Tiffany Haddish. You've got Natasha Leggero, uh, Zeewee. At Patty Harrison, Natasha Rothwell, uh, Silver Sil- uh, Sarah Silverman, uh, and Rachel Brosshan. Uh, so they stand up and they have a small bit each, and they essentially take to the podium uh, to farewell something lost in 2020. And they range from things like casual sex <laughs> to uh, Instagram influencers to pants to not wanting any more children because you have to spend all day with them at Uh, home uh. to things like that. So, yeah, it's a a 40-minute special. It's not as funny as I expected it to be, but, you know, it was interesting. One of the comedians got up and, you know, said goodbye to pants because, you know, you don't have to wear pants anymore. Uh And then she actually got up and she had no pants on. (laughs) So, and then, you know, uh, Instagram influencers, uh, that was quite funny. And, you know, that's... That's funny because in the death to um, 2020, um, Joe, I think his name's Joe Carey, um, he was in Stranger Things. He plays a... um uh, an influencer called Duke Ghoulies. So, um, yeah, he was <laughs> quite funny. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's nice to uh, have a bit of a joke about 2020 and the things that we had to kind of give up or the things we had to adapt to. So, yeah, no, it, it's an interesting watch. So it's only 40 minutes of, of time and they're all female comedians, funnily, though. Oh, cool. Yeah, so... And that's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. So you can probably watch this and then watch the Netflix one or vice versa, back to front. Yeah. Um, but I'm quite interested to go and see and watch that one. That sounds a, it's quite funny. very funny. I do love a good mockumentary. And because the, the way that Lawrence Fishburne is doing the narration, it's all very serious. <laughs> and he's like, I can't remember how he, what he called Trump, but it was something mm-hmm. akin to, you know, um, uh, Donald Trump, the mix between a, a pig and a human, or something like that. But he's saying it so matter of factly, like this is just fact. Yeah, that that's what makes it so funny. Um, and he talks about the fire uh, fires in Australia being like fire, you know, man's natural enemy, and it's stuff like that. So it's very very funny. Um, and you've been talking a lot about because you've had Stan for a really really long time. I have, and I can't see. I signed up for the the free. Thing where you get two weeks or a month free, and I haven't been able to get rid of it yet because there's is always that Stan or or binge? Oh, both now. So oh, I yeah. had I had Stan and I couldn't quite part with it. There were still things that I wanted to watch, and I really got into Elementary, which is on Stan, and you know other series keep kind of popping up. So I think I haven't watched Netflix for a really long time, but I've been mm. watching Stan. You still and have Netflix? Or you could... I do, oh, wow. and I've got binge now, and I can't seem to part with that at the moment. I know it's too. good, and isn't then it? I, yeah, so I've got to really just uh, keep to a minimum of you know maybe three or four, and just not go beyond. <laughs> Did you start watching the the uh, Castle Rock? 
I haven't yet. I need to start this I've weekend. Because started the second season. I'm just like, can't get into it. I think it's a first season thing only. Maybe that was why only two seasons were created. <sighs> but you've been mentioning a few things on Stan along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is I hate Susie. So I, I am like obsessively. I obsessively look at our budgets um, every week because we've got like a bills account and a food account and you know the mortgage and whatever, and I make sure the money is going where it needs to go. Mm. And then we have our like Chris and I have our own personal like play money. Yes. And I never really look at my own personal account because there's always a little bit in there. So I'm never tracking money that's going in and out of there. Turns out I've been paying for Stan for six months <gasps> without realising oh, it. Oh, no way. I, I thought I'd cancelled it, but obviously I haven't. No. So I'm like, cool, I've I've lost $60 and not watched anything. So I'm like, right, that's it. I'm just going to binge a whole lot of stuff on this <laughs> before I cancel it. Um, and I binged the TV series Bump. Yes. In one day. Wow. So the episodes are 30 minutes long. There's 10 episodes. In it's a, in it's a, an Australian drama comedy about a, a girl who doesn't, a teenage girl who doesn't realise she's pregnant, um, thinks she might have appendicitis, gives birth in an ambulance. Oh. Her mum's like, oh, that explains the, the you know, mood swings. Um, and her mum is played by Claudia Carvan. Her dad is played by Angus Sampson. Um, and then it's her dealing with the fact that she's now got a baby and um, the guy that's knocked her up basically and all the sort of other things that are going on at school and her parents' life and everything. So... It's got comedy elements in it, but it's mostly a drama and it's just another example of how Australian uh, um, television is just, it, when it's done right, it's done right. So, yeah, I, I binged that in a day. It was really good. Um, I also watched Des, which is about, um, I think his name's Dennis. I've forgotten his name already. He's a He, he was a bad guy who killed people um, because that's my thing and it's got David Tennant in it. He's playing the the nasty guy, the guy who killed people. So this guy is like Scottish, so he gets to use this lovely Scottish accent and um, he operated in the 70s and the 80s in in London. He basically offered uh, young destitute men like a, you know, come back to my house, I've got a spare bed Uh, because, you know, things were not great um, during that time. A lot of people were out of work and so it's like I've got a spare bed but then he kills them. Oh, wow. It's based, um, it's based on a true story. Dennis N- Nielsen is his name and that's who Dennis uh, David Tennant plays and he is wacko. So that's only three episodes. I binged that pretty quick and now I'm watching I Hate Susie. So this is the Billy Piper series that um, so you, you Cecilia watched, has you been... So you watched Doctor Who in one, after uh, one yeah. show. I know you're watching Rose in the other. I know. <laughs> Billy oh, Piper cool. oh, is cool. phenomenal. I'm only three episodes in. I never watched um, her in Doctor Who because Doctor Who's never been my thing. But I'm like, oh, my God, she's so freaking good in this. She's so underrated, I think. She's amazing. um, Secret Diary Mm. from a Call Girl, which I absolutely loved that series. And, yeah, she's just gone on to do. But I think she's just kind of just gets overlooked quite a bit. Yeah. The first episode, though, I felt like I was having a panic attack (laughs) the whole time. Like, oh, my God, this is the worst day of her life and things just getting worse and worse. And then she's wearing a fur coat and she goes to the toilet. It's like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> it just, you, it'll make sense if you watch it. But I do yeah, want to watch it, but, yeah. It was so stressful. Service. Stan. Yeah. Oh, dear. You can maybe get it for free and then forget <laughs> to unsubscribe. And, yeah, anyway, so I've, I've put a whole lot of things on my list. I'm going to watch as many as possible and possibly cancel it. If I remember to. That's what, they, that's what they bank on is people forgetting. Getting, yeah. Yep. And it was like I was um, uh, – today I got a phone call uh, from my gym to remind us that we've got to pay our membership because for the last year, of course, we've had, you know, the gym's been shut down and then I think they were putting in an air conditioning. So they just like kept on pushing back our membership mm-hmm. and, and not charging us. But now it's kind of like kind of the point where it's like, oh, yeah, we've got to charge you again. And they're kind of like, oh, better make sure you don't let it lapse because if it goes past the end of the month and it'll cost you another 400 bucks, we're don't worry, we'll uh, make sure that we, we, we pay it up front. It's fine. Oh, it's my fine. goodness. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, I, I went on their site and I went, uh, if we 
paid it like weekly, how much mm-hmm. will it cost us a year? And it was close to a grand a year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, okay. Gyms are very expensive. Mm. I signed up once and just never went, but... Well, that's the thing that they, uh, you know, which surprised me they don't get you to pay for like a year at a time because mm. most of them are weekly kind of, you know, payments. Yep. Uh, and they used to like, you know, get people to, uh, the gyms would get a massive surge of people coming in January after like, you know, the holidays <laughs> and they just say, oh, I better get on track and stuff like that and then go pay for a gym membership and then never use it. So there, there's no cost associated with those people who don't come and use the gym. So they love mm. those people. But then there's people who actually go and use the gym they hate because they've got to like, you know, clean the equipment and upgrade it. So, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I think you're either into gyms or you're not. I've, I have done gyms in the past, but I just I can't get into them. I, I much prefer going to see my, my girls, even though I have to drive all the way to um, Bassendine, wow. <laughs> which is a 45-minute drive. Wow. But, you know, I've got the guns. Like, you probably can't got see it. Guns. You know, yeah. Got the guns. I've got so the guns. So how far it. through uh, with I Hate Susie are you? Just three episodes. Just three episodes. Her They're easy to watch, husband though. is an a-hole. I was going to say, I Oh, She's in, like, like trapped him. in a horrible, horrible marriage. He's like a, yeah, he's not a good guy. No, and I think she's obviously done a few bad things too, but I think that he's not a good guy in a sense that he's just... He's, like, uh, controlling and yeah. he's, like, trapped her and exactly. he's just a horrible human being. But anyway, yeah. it's good you should get Stan. Um, but, you know, they're the things that I've I've been watching. So much to watch. I get so overwhelmed nowadays because I just don't know what to watch. It's, it blows me away, though, that after last year there's still more stuff coming out because, uh-huh. uh, like, the uh, um, the final season of Sabrina is now on Netflix and we're uh, my wife, yeah, Kat, and I are watching that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Cobra Kai season three has come out as well. And that was a real uh, – I think that really hit its stride last year and everyone was like, oh, my God, you must watch Cobra Kai. I was going to mm-hmm. say I only have heard about it in the last, like, two months or something and there's already two seasons on it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's crazy. But it's it's fantastic because it's like, you know, uh, it's a karate kid mm-hmm. but it's just looking at their lives, uh, you know, 20 years down the track and just seeing where they, they kind of ended up. So someone said it's basically just a drama with, with karate in it. No, <laughs> not really. It's... Um, it's it's really just harkening back to uh, you know Johnny and uh, what was the other guy's name? I don't know because I've only seen that movie once. You only seen Karate Kid once? Yes. You haven't seen oh, Karate Kid too? Man, no. I used to hire Karate Kid from Blockbuster on VHS. I'd watch it, that I'd get up, walk to the TV, rewind it, and watch it again. And that's, that's how much I loved that it. That took commitment and that time. Did. Yeah. Because it yeah. was Danny, he was Danny LaRusso. Yeah. And the, it was, it is Johnny, isn't it? The, the, yeah. the, the other guy, the, the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, like they're the lead characters in it. And it's like uh, they're, uh, um, Danny is like a now successful car business person. He's got these, these car yards. And uh, and Johnny is like, he's just down in his luck. He's had a really This is what life. happens to bullies. Yeah, yeah. And but it's, it's, it's kind of a, a redemption story for him a little bit because he opens up the Cobra Kai dojo. Mm. But instead of like uh, starting it up to create bullies, he's taking bullied kids and giving them the tools to defend themselves. But kind of gets twisted because of his his way of doing it he's still using that same you know hit hard hit first kind of a mentality and it's uh so the kids kind of like they get become they go from being the bullied to becoming bullies so but it's a great it's a great tv sort of show it's uh it's it's really really good and like you you don't need to it, it was a good way of doing it rather than doing another another movie it's a good way of doing it as a uh, a weekly tv show because uh, you can tell a story better and flesh it out a bit more which is mm. really cool but there's comedy elements to it as well so it's not all drama well something that i'm not going to watch but <laughs> <laughs> You might. At least you're up and about it. I can't believe you're an 80s movie person. You just like haven't seen The Karate Kid enough. It was just it wasn't. We were into dark stuff. Like you know, that was pretty dark. They they dress up as skeletons and beat the crap out of Danny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's dark in a bad, horrible way, as opposed to Stand by Me, which is dark in a like ah. seeing a dead like child at in the age of eight. Mm. That's a completely different kind of dark. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Oh, that was the sultry voice of Lewis. <laughs> reminding you that you're listening to Unscripted, which I don't even know if we actually said at the start of the show other than the normal intro. How very tangent city of us. That is, um, but I just think that, you know, people 
tune in at six because they know we're on. No, I don't know. <laughs> or they've downloaded the podcast. Because they likely. know, yeah, because they love us. Yeah. And we they... love you. <laughs> if <you're> like... <laughs> isn't, isn't there a song like that? You love me. Oh, that's like from Chicago, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. They and then there's that Barney song. I love them. Barney song. Barney. Oh, I no. love you, you <laughs> love me. No? Stop, stop. Okay. Stop. Um, I did watch one other thing. Why is that near one for you? I did watch one other. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch one other thing recently um, on YouTube. A wonderful little. Um, it's just a short film. It's called uh, A Recipe for Seduction. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this on YouTube? Yeah. No, I don't usually go onto YouTube very often. Oh, it's a really high quality um, short film. It's got Mario Lopez in it. Mm. He's a chef. Um, he's working at a really lovely um, house and then he starts to feel romantic feelings for the young lady who lives there. She's destined to be, like, married to this other guy. So then her mum and the fiancé decide, well, let's kill the chef. Is this set in present or is this, like, a period drama? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or are you having a complete joke? <laughs> Because I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So it's a pro- promotional movie. Oh, okay. Yep. The KFC. A promotional oh, KFC. Oh, the KFC. It's a 16-minute, okay. like... It's definitely present day because they didn't have <laughs> KFC back in the 1600s. Have you... How, have, how is this not come to your presence at I'm all. I'm just not cool There's enough just a little um, picture of um, Mario Lopez oh, as the yeah, colonel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not cool to keep up with things <laughs> these days. It's, just... it's ridiculous but funny and I'm like, I see like it's, they don't really, you don't talk about there's no KFC shown. Mm-hmm. There's no chicken. It's just he talks about a secret recipe that uh, he hopes make will make the him. connection. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I or think, it's obvious. Yeah, they've done these things before. Um, KFC have done these little things before where they don't talk so much about KFC, but it's just kind of a you watch it, and I'm like, well, that's not going to work. Totally bought KFC the next day. <laughs> 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 so. Um, <laughs> It's it's 16 minutes and it's kind of funny because it's so bad. It's meant to be terrible. It's meant to be like um, like one of those Lifetime movies yeah. where the storyline is just ridiculous because the storyline is ridiculous um, and the acting's terrible. But it's, you know, it's all just fun. But I just thought I'd mention it because it's the only other thing that I've seen. Oh, I might give that a watch this weekend. Well, it's only a 16-minute commitment <laughs> because, you know, we're not very good phone. with commitments. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! Have you guys heard of Bridgerton? Apparently, this is a good good show. I've, I've, I've been, written it have down. Have you written it down? I just want to know if anyone's it. seen it because I, I I get the feeling it's a comedy, but I don't think no. it is a comedy. What, what was There's that? a lot of this. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. That Irish show you you were you were talking about last year that had uh, sex a in. normal people. Yeah, normal people. Normal like, people. And so, that was on Stan. That was the whole reason I got Stan. Yeah. And then I forgot to bloody Damn that it. TV show. Damn that TV <laughs> show with depressing bucks. sex. <laughs> Some, yeah, somebody was you, – you told me about it and you were saying, oh, there was so much sex and stuff like that. I was going, sex? And I was like, we must watch this. <laughs> and then, so you did get Stan to watch that? Yeah. Well, I, I think we got it for – no, we got it for um, – uh, the, not Marie Antoinette. Um, the Great. great. We got ah, from the Great. Yeah. The Great, yeah. Um, and then uh, we were like, oh, we'll watch Normal People. It's on. Let's, let's see how sexy it is. And then we was like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> and and so we stopped watching after a couple of episodes. But then Bridgerton is out and then people will be going, oh, don't watch it with your parents. It'll be embarrassing. So, oh, nothing, nothing. So <laughs> I, I went to a little gathering with some friends the other day and a few of them were watching it and they're saying it's full of sex. Ah. Um it's kind of like Pride and Prejudice with sex. <laughs> ah, okay. That's the impression that I'm getting. Um, and But my friend refuses to watch it because it's historically inaccurate because they've got all of these well-to-do people being played by um, by black people and she said, you know, that's they weren't well-to-do, they were slaves. Why are they showing them like that? I can't. I can't watch it and have people think that that's historically accurate. I, I, so I, I, it's an uncomfortable, like, yeah. yeah. I kind of think that, that, like, when you do, I mean, you need to, uh, you know, you can't have everything that's done in the past, like, with just, you know, 
white actors because mm. then everything would be with white actors. It's a reimagination of yeah, but you know. maybe they should put a little thing at the front saying that you know this has been blind casting and it's not like you know representative of the actual Era. times and stuff like that. Uh, because yeah, a lot of the times I've you know, watched uh, some of those like Elizabeth and things like that. Mm. Going, would would that uh, that person be in that role uh, mm. based on their ethnicity? And and the answer is usually no. So mm. yeah, I think maybe they they should start putting a few disclaimers in front of things just so we don't forget these things. I, I think that's not a bad idea because some people who are not as educated may watch it and and get the wrong idea. Mm. I don't, especially yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say then, actually. <laughs> Interesting. Um, the reason I mentioned Bridgerton is that back in 2015, there was a TV show called Hunderbee. It's not very well known. It's a, uh, produced by Sky and it's really difficult to track down. But if you ever get to see it, and I do urge people to watch it, it it's absolutely hilarious. It's a black comedy and it is essentially, the premise is very similar to Rebecca, uh, but it's more of a kind of rip off uh but yeah it's a period piece that's a black comedy which is quite funny to watch because i quite like period pieces but i do like comedy so it's a good combination mm. uh so yeah called hunderby 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 yes I'm just seeing how many times we <laughs> could say it. But, yeah, no, I do love a good period piece, but I, I wanted to know whether it was a comedy or not because I don't know if I'm going to commit to it if it is not. Uh, yeah, I don't not know. Sound like one. I don't know. But um, people have compared it to Outlander. Ah. But I think it's just because Outlander's a period piece and there's sex in it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the only connection because I think Outlander is like a timey-wimey thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, doesn't I think someone from the future goes back to the past. Wait, no. Someone from the present goes back to the past and gets stuck there. Oh. And then... That would um, suck, wouldn't it? And then obviously has lots of sex because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> I assume is the premise to that <clears throat> show, but I don't know. Well, that's what I've Queen heard Victoria good. did. She had nine kids. Yeah. There was no TV back in the day. Exactly. What else are you going to do? Sew or read a book. Yeah. That's it. Sew or read a book. Or went, grow your own food. Yeah. And if you went back to the past, you really want to go back to the recent past. So, like when Especially you Especially if you're a woman or like a person of colour. Yeah, that, very true. That's <laughs> very true. Yeah. Good point. You can go back anytime. You're fine unless you get a suntan because if you get a suntan, you start to look a little bit too of your actual heritage. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that. I'd have to I'd just like get all of the fact of 50 I could, which wouldn't exist at the time. So. No, that's right. <laughs> you just have to walk around with a pretty little umbrella yeah. over your head all the time Quite to right. make sure that you didn't get a tan. Yeah. What a lovely image. That Lewis is a lovely image, isn't it? With, with one of those really beautiful umbrellas like... Mm. The little white ones and the dark, like little, yep. what are they, crochet? Little or frilly ends. Frillies, frilly ends, yeah. I don't know how protective those old cotton umbrellas actually were. I can imagine you in a courtyard with one <laughs> of those. I thought you were going to say a corset. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, imagine well, you in a courtyard with one of those. No, not go that far. No. Unless you want to wear a corset, by all means. No, but I think they're pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, I can't, mm. I can't imagine that. Uh, that would be a, a good thing. I feel bad for the women of the past having to. I mean, there's women who do it for choice these days, but back in the past, it was kind of like everyone had to get roped into those things. So. Yeah. Oh, yes. And speaking of corsets, I have the soundtrack to Hamilton. Hamilton. I had to stop for a second on repeat. Oh. For some reason. I don't know why. In just, your head right now? No, in my car. Oh, it's okay. Just on repeat. Because I, I thought because we're saying corsets, you were going to mm. say it's hard to have intercourse uh, over faucets and corsets. No, but just um, that soundtrack. Just because the first time I watched it, it took me such a long time to get into it because it's so fast paced. Yeah. But since going back and re-listening to it, I'm really enjoying it more. And I'm able picking to up more? To more. Yeah, so I'm really interested. I might actually Welcome. go back and watch the actual uh, stage show again just to pick up on those bits and pieces. So, yeah, it's it's um, good. Once you've, once yeah. you've uh, had all of that music in your ear hole. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to do things like uh, chores and stuff too, though, isn't it? Because it's so upbeat. Mm. <laughs> That's so, what Kat was saying. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm like, I'll just do my floors, do my washing. Do, like, it just keeps you kind of motivated. It does so. because you know the next song's cut because it's like a two and a half hour yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> so you're like, oh, well, I like the next song, so I'll just keep working. Yeah. I like the next song, so I'll just finish washing this dish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just the one dish. Just, just, just one dish, repetitively. Over and <laughs> repetitively. over and over again. <laughs> and the enamel comes off. <laughs> now, 
this is. Did we say Happy New Year at the beginning of the show? Happy New Year. Yep. Um, no, I, we didn't. We didn't. Okay. Now we have. Well, Happy New Year now. So, uh, I keep forgetting to say that to people because I've, I've gone back to work this week, and uh, it's just one of those things like I forget to say. It's, oh yeah, Happy New Year by the way. Yeah, because um, it was last week. I'm the same. I started this yeah. week, and geez, it was hard. It was like, what is this work stuff? I don't like it. Yeah, it was. You kind of get back to work. You go. I was sleeping in last week, and now I'm I'm, I'm doing like you know the things I have to do. It's, it's on, horrible. On godly hour. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I thought we'd, we'd gotten past this. Like you know, back in the day when we were cavemen and women, we had to get up and you know hunt and gather and, and all that kind of stuff. But these days, we can just get Uber. Why do we have to go to work anymore? Uh, uh, because we have to pay the mortgage. Oh, we choose to live yeah. in the society of systems. Damn it. I am. Um, I had a thought, I don't know if I brought this up on this show or on Tangent City or just like randomly to someone I was talking about, but I was driving down the freeway one day and thinking, like I was on my way to something and I thought, if aliens came here and they came from like a barter kind of system and they came here and watched us all on the freeways going to work to get money to buy things instead of us all kind of like working together, Mm. um, they would be like, that's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It was like one of those moments, one of those thoughts that you normally just have in the toilet or the shower, but I just had it in the car. Interesting. I've thought often about it, but the barter system too, just thinking, wouldn't it be nice just to get some old stuff that you don't like and just put it out in your front yard and just trade stuff with your neighbours? Well, there are I, those Facebook groups, yeah. um, pay nothing groups. I, feel, I don't know exactly yeah. what they're called. I think one of our friends is an admin on a Canberra page. Oh, right. um, but basically you go on there and you put up what you've got and you swap it for something or you just, you're on there, you give something away and you know like balancing out somewhere you'll get something else down yeah, the line. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Speaking of, my husband just sent me a picture of a nice ripe tomato on our bush. Oh, lovely. That my son better not eat before I get to it. (laughs) So that's the sort of things they share. Yeah. I've been sharing lemons. They just keep dropping off my tree. Do love lemons. Mm. Honey and lemon in tea. It's very nice. Very nice. So, yeah. We've we've digressed. We have We've tangented. How dare us? So it is It is a new year, uh, which means there's going to be movies coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Didn't work out so well last year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but there is, like, a lot of the, it's kind of weird, though, because a lot of the films that are going to come out last year are going to come out this year. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd ask a question if there's anything that you guys are hanging out for in the, the year 2021. While you Black think about Widow? that, I was just going to say, yeah, obviously the Marvel films, so you know, Black Widow, um, uh, Eternals, um, and what is the third one that's coming out this year as well? Uh, there's Black Widow, Eternals. Oh, I can't believe I'm blanking. I'm, I'm just thinking of the um, the TV show that's going on to Disney. Uh, One Division. Yeah. Yep. I'm so confused about the premise for that, but I'm just going to have to watch it to figure out what the heck's going on. Oh, Shang-Chi is the other one. Yes, yeah. But I, I don't know why you're, you're, you're confused by the premise because, you know, obviously, you know, one, uh, Wanda uh, Maximoff is a Scarlet Witch and, uh, and the Vision, he, he died uh, in Infinity War. And uh, in one in division, he's back and they seem to be in uh, different sitcoms going through different decades. Yeah, so I'm confused as to how that works. Can you see why it's confusing? Yes. It's, it makes no sense at all. But like I said, I'm going to have to watch to figure out what the heck that's about. Exactly, because the Scarlet Witch is uh, a witch and she's got reality-based uh, skills. Oh, okay, now it's making more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a bit trippy uh, and uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see, uh, see what happens in, the, in this uh, show because the, in, in the comics she has had breakdowns before a major breakdown and in that uh, breakdown she created a whole different reality called the House of M where the the mutants kind of like well, everyone kind of got what they wanted Spider-Man ended up marrying Gwen Stacy uh, Captain America never got frozen in ice and actually got to live his life uh, Magneto is the ruler of uh, all mutants hence House of M House of Magneto uh, and but then people started waking up and realising that this was not the real world and it was a, a different reality that she created 
and then at just the, like that red dwarf episode back to the real back to yeah, reality yeah and <laughs> sorry and then at the end of it she uh she snapped and said no more mutants and then the majority of mutants in the marvel universe lost their powers mm. uh which is okay if you're a human looking person who just like you know shot beams out of your eyes but there was certain mutants that had horns and uh, other mutants that you know had you know different you know, kind of physical attributes and those their mutant abilities went away but they still had these things that were on them so yeah it was a uh, it was it's very interesting storyline so that's why all comic book fans are just really interested to see where they're going with uh with this uh one division and see if it's gonna be anything like the comics mm. as opposed to me who knows nothing knows nothing <laughs> you know nothing i knew know. nothing <laughs> you know sometimes that's I the do. best thing about that kind of stuff. So. Well, it's only because of years of, uh, you know, hanging around Lewis. I'm absorbing it absorbing slowly it. <laughs> through osmosis <laughs> and watching it. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, Marvel characters, Chris Evans, um, I discovered a new podcast that's not new, it, but I don't think I can actually listen to it because it's just too weird for me. It's called the, uh, um, I want to say the first, um, first cast or something. Oh, now I'm going to be annoyed um, and I will find it. It's these two chicks who basically pick a uh, the first aid kit. Ah. Ah. Not first, first. So they pick um, somebody like Chris Evans or Joshua Jackson or Mark Paul Gosler and they talk about their career and um, things that they've done but then they also at the end of it write a fan fiction where they're oh. getting on with the person. Right. Yeah. So it's a very weird concept. It's actually, apparently it's very popular and I've only just discovered it because I was, she was, one of the people were on another podcast and she was talking about the episode she did with Chris Evans. So I'm like, well, I guess I just have to listen to that. Mm-hmm. And at the end they're like putting them and Chris Evans in like some sexy scenario with them. I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable with Do they this. make it up on the spot? Like, no, no, no. That it's, time we made up that movie? No. So okay. they both go away, make up some kind of a like fan fiction-y kind of story. And Aww. it's not with their character. It's not with Captain America. It's with Chris, Chris Evans. And them. And them. Okay. Like see, going and seeing him on set or surprising him at his hotel or something like that. And then basically the listeners have to vote on which one they like. Ah. But it's really uncomfortable to listen to. I basically found it because I was like, oh, Chris Evans, yeah, I'll listen to that. Because he, apparently he did a, like he did their episode on his lunch break dur- while he was recording um, Endgame. So I was like, oh, cool, cool. And then they're talking about his beer and all this yeah. sort of stuff. And it's like, hmm. But, yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> What's it called again? First Aid Kit. First Aid Kit. Uh-huh. <coughs> it's very weird. They did an episode on uh, Mark Ruffalo. That's the other one I've listened to as well. But then they start doing the fan fiction-y thing and I'm like, oh, this is weird because <laughs> this is a real person. This is not like a character from a show. This is a genuine real person. person. It's creepy. Yeah. Does that kind of cross boundaries a little? I feel like, like it does but it's apparently very popular because I'm listening to it and I'm like, mm. how is this any different from two guys doing a podcast on like – sexy girls and like oh let's talk about Sarah Michelle Gellar's um you know history and blah 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 and then doing like a sexy story about her at the end I guess it's better because women have been like on the other end of that being objectified for so many years and everything but I just don't think it's any better like I just don't uh, it just feels uncomfortable like just be like it's not great to objectify people why should it be okay just because it's the women doing it? So it's very weird that it's so popular because it makes me very uncomfortable. Interesting. Speaking of Sarah Michelle Gellar, have you guys seen that um, thing where her and Summer Blair recreate the kiss? No. Oh, my God, no. In COVID times? Come on. Watch it. There's a oh. very – yeah, because I thought the same thing, but something happens in it, then you go, oh, Okay. Oh, yeah. is it on YouTube or something? It is, yeah, yeah. Because Selma Blair's got MS now. She does, yeah. yeah. And um, you do see her in this. She's got a, a her very glammed up walking stick. Yeah, she yeah. looks fantastic. I know. It's like she just dresses amazing. She has good days um, and bad days, yeah, but, yeah, she's been but, really um, great about yeah, it. Yeah, they do re- recreate it, but there is a 
like positive COVID message. Mm. So, I mean, should I just spoil it or do you guys want to watch it? Yeah, no. I don't know. Do you want it spoiled? Do you spoil it? Like, spoil it. Watch it regardless, yeah. but just so the audience uh, or listeners know, essentially you, you don't see it at first, but there's actually a glass wall between uh, the two. Oh, I was figuring it was yeah, something and they, like they, that. Yeah, and they go and they're like swooshing against the, <laughs> the screens and they're like, oh. <laughs> so that, I, was, that was the really great kiss, the original one. It's like yeah. when, when Selby like pulls back and... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of the, um, the was it not another teen movie where yeah. they did that and then they had like oh, this disgusting nah. string of saliva? Oh, that is so gross. <laughs> I, I'm also not into that girl, girls just kissing to as the objects of male fantasy. Yeah. Not a fan of that either. It's it's funny. We're going to do an episode on Tangent City soon, hopefully, about things that are no longer cool. <laughs> I've been re-watching things and feeling very uncomfortable about them lately, mm. like Mean Girls. I started to watch ah. that and I had to stop it. I'm like, I've yeah. loved it for so long, but there was stuff in it I was like, oh, I'm actually not comfortable watching this anymore. Fascinating, Which is isn't it? very weird. Mm. But anyway, is there anything else that we want to cover on that note before we head off? Is there any other films you guys are looking forward to? Yeah, I know. We didn't really get to that. Sorry. Yeah, For it, me, it's just about getting back into the cinema and uncovering those hidden gems, mm. particularly at like the Lunar Palace screenings mm. where you don't know anything about a film and you, you go. But mm. um, mentioning um, The Crossing is an Australian film which is officially out this week. I spoke about it twice, I think, back last year, but I just wanted to mention that it's officially out uh, this week so you can see it at cinemas. Uh, yeah, there is still plenty of things out in, in Australian cinemas at the moment if you can get to them. Definitely. Um, and was going to mention one other thing. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, oh my Wahlbergers. Is this real? Because I was this like... This is 100% real. So he's literally opening up a burger joint in Rockingham? Yes. Just so, Rockingham? No, because okay. there's one opening in Sydney as well. Okay. Because it's part... Wahlbergers is partnering with United uh, Cinemas. Right. And A Cinemas is part of the United Cinemas group. Ah. So I did watch him a little quick interview um, this morning with him on Sunrise Um and was like, oh, wow, journalism is not a thing on that show. Um, <laughs> it's really offensive. But anyway, it, I felt uncomfortable watching it. Yeah, he's opening one in Sydney um, and then, he, yeah, he's opening one in Rockingham. I did enjoy his back and forth oh, with Chris Hemsworth so and, and Zac, Zac Efron. Efron yeah. I did pop it onto our Instagram <laughs> and onto our Facebook. Uh, they're basically like, yeah, we're not coming to Rockingham. To Rockingham. <laughs> it's, I love uh, it. That was yeah. hilarious. It's... It's uh, reputation precedes it. I'm not. I'm not like. Uh, I'm not going to quarantine for two weeks to go to your burger joint. <laughs> I'm not quarantining to go to Rockingham. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I understand that. So, um, but he was just saying, you know, he's. He supports people who have to who are watching things in different ways at the moment, but partnering with cinemas really is encouraging people when they can to go back into mm. the cinemas and experience cinemas as they're meant to be experienced. So I I get the idea that the Wahlbergers is actually going to be inside the cinemas or uh, I don't know. Did, I mean, this is a really long time ago, but um, the Galleria in Morley used to have this place called Johnny Rockets mm. that used to be kind of basically inside the cinema um, just before you entered it. So it was just on the outside of it. So I'm wondering if he's doing the same Something sort like of thing mm. so you can go have your burger and then go and see a movie. But he's also, like, got money in um, F45, which I didn't realise. Huh. So he's he's a big entrepreneur. Mm. I mean, he's that's why he gets up at 4am in the morning to do all of the stuff he needs to do and then goes to bed at 7.30. <sighs> have you not read his routine? No. I've read that, yeah. I was like, oh, gee, no, yeah. See, I will get up early. Well, maybe it's 3 a.m. It's a ridiculous gee, time. Very ridiculous. Go, go online. It's it's listed somewhere where he, and you, it goes through his whole day. So he's, he's cause, and some of those are taken up with exercise and, you know. The, yeah. rock, the rock is, Dwayne Johnson's like very much the same, gets mm. up, exercises, then works all day kind of thing. And it's like, man, just... Like I understand, like you know, being driven and having the desire to do that, but at some point in time, you just go, "Got enough money? I can just like do nothing now for the rest of my life." Yeah, but then they'd be bored. I, it's weird. I don't know. I don't get it. I, I just think, uh, yeah, just get a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a hobby. Just too many of them. Yeah. 
and they all make them money. Anyway, on that note, we're getting out of here and we'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture.